As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Welcome to the My Essential Birth Podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Stephanie. And we're professional doulas, childbirth educators, and the creators of My Essential Birth, the holistic, empowering online childbirth education course helping mothers everywhere confidently achieve their best birth. So join us each week as we share tips and advice for all things pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you can be the first to get new content. And head over to www.myessentialbirth.com for more information about our birth course and to join a community of mamas just like you. Hey friend, we have something special just for you. We are so excited to offer a free live birth training. That's right. We will both be there and we want to see you there too. So head to myessentialbirth.com slash register and we'll see you in the training. You guys, we're already giggling. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast episode is going to be so much fun. We are excited to talk to you all about the things they don't tell you Postpartum edition. Postpartum edition. <laughs> and we, if we could have a subtitle for this podcast episode, it was going to be the three Bs. The three Bs. Boobs, blood, and bodily fluids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So hold on to your britches, mamas. We've got, we've got a good one for you today. Now I have to tell you, so I, I, there's four girls in my family, but I was the first to have kids. And my youngest, my younger sister, she's four years younger than me. I remember she was living near us when I had had, I don't know, baby number three, I think it was. And she was like, oh my gosh, like you're still bleeding. This was like three (laughs) weeks after the baby. And I'm like, uh, yeah. She's like, I, I just thought it was like for a few days. I'm like, uh, no. (laughs) So to, to any of you who haven't had a baby before, or maybe it's been a little while, we've got some, uh, we've got some eye-opening. <laughs> some, some hot info for you. <laughs> coming in, coming in hot. Um, yeah. So you kind of mentioned our bodies, they give us nine months off and then they throw it all at us within four to six weeks, right? Yeah. You get a nine month break from periods, but it's like your body's trying to make up for lost time right after you have a baby. And it doesn't matter if you had a cesarean birth or a vaginal birth. Which isn't fair. If you, right? Like, if a baby doesn't come out of your vagina, I feel like your vagina shouldn't bleed. I know it has to do with the uterus. We get how it works. (laughs) That's not fair. I'm like, okay, I had a cesarean birth with my first. I was already recovering from surgery. I was waddling around. My husband had to sit me up. I didn't – that's not fair. Why is my (laughs) vagina angry? Nothing happened to it. Rude. I get it. Um, So let's talk about – timelines of what to expect when it comes to blood flow postpartum. So I know for me, I feel like things were really almost done by about, and this is for me personally, about three to four weeks. Um, For sure by six weeks, you should be done. Yeah. If there's still, um, that's kind of like one of those red flags. So if you're still having bleeding 
um, way closer to six weeks, um, particularly if it's a moderate amount of blood or if it's a lot of red blood. And um, one thing is if you are moving around too much, that can be an issue. Mm-hmm. So if you're noticing that you're getting a lot of bleeding after a little bit more activity, then that's something that you can, you know, kind of back off and it should slow down itself. Um, however, if you're still noticing that bleeding and you're not, you're not creating a lot of reason for that, then that can be a cause for concern. That's along with fever and rashes and, you know, some other things that that you'll get information for postpartum. Yeah, we're not, we won't go into the details of warning signs. If your fever's over that, your doctor, your care provider should give you all that information before you leave your birthplace. We're just talking about like, hey, I didn't know I was going to need three weeks worth of pads. And so just like (laughs) a normal menstrual cycle, um, those those first few days are going to be really heavy. Yes. Um, in fact, this was the first time, at least in my life, and I know other women have really heavy periods, but this was the first time I'd ever experienced clotting, like actual clots coming out mm. with the blood. So the first three days are pretty heavy, bright red blood, clots, that kind of thing. Um, and they'll tell you what size is normal and what size is not. But over the course of a few weeks, that that color should start to change um, you know, it starts to get to be older, maybe rusty red color, brown, light pink, those kinds of things. Yeah. And it should be a little slower. The, the recommended amount of time, they say between four to six weeks bleeding should be done. So anywhere mm-hmm. within there is totally normal. Yep. And ladies, can we just give you some advice here? Um, <laughs> by my third baby, I was so smart. I just bought Depends. I did. I was not this smart. I I went to Walgreens and I picked up just, you know, a small pack of Depends. And I wore them proudly for the first few days postpartum. The hospital, if you deliver in a hospital, they'll give you mesh underwear and pads like that. But you sometimes you run out of those big, giant pads. Or they're just like way too giant. I feel like the mesh underwear or like what you're talking about, the Depends would be more comfortable. They were honestly a lifesaver. I I tried with babies one and two fitting those pads into the bottom of my underwear. And, you know, you're sleeping, you're all over the place, you're up and down feeding a baby. And inevitably, I would end up ruining underwear and, and just, sheets. And sheets. Yes. And just, so don't don't try. Just don't even try. That's okay, the worst part was like my mom got me, so she got these like pee pads, you know, for like animals. Yeah. And I put it under me, but because I moved so much, I had scooted right off of, and then I totally messed up my sheets. Yeah. Useless. So you can save yourself some sheets and some underwear. So instead of taping a pee pad to yourself, oh my you can use Depends. Just use Depends. And you don't need them the whole time. Eventually, you are going to switch to regular pads and it's going to be fine. Um, you're not allowed to put tampons in. Can't put anything up there. That goes for other things, too. If I, you catch I, my drift, you're not okay, allowed to I've get heard, it on before if, six weeks. Don't put can, anything up there. You can, right? That's like a comfort level thing. Like, oh, I, okay. I'm learning something not, new about okay. you. To, no. <laughs> to each their own. Clearly, I. I'm just saying, like, if you're not bleeding and it doesn't, like, if it's comfortable, then it. I, I was told it was okay. I'm just looking at Stephanie going, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can tell you getting jiggy with it. I sound so white right now. Uh. It was not really on my radar uh, during that time. But okay, that's, you know, just be wise because there are women who sometimes Go for get six weeks. Pregnant. That's healthier. Ask your provider. I'm going to throw that in there. <laughs> I'm just saying babies are a blessing. I truly believe they're a gift. I just don't know if you're going to want to have kids 10 months apart. So <laughs> just be careful. All right. All righty. 
Okay. Moving on. Uh, let's talk about the stinks and the sweats. This is the disgusting part, guys. This is what people don't tell you about, okay? I think after my first, I think it was the night after I got home, I woke up in a puddle of my own sweat so much that I was like, why are the sheets wet? What? Who wet the bed? Yes. It was one of those moments, and it wasn't my breasts, which we'll get into those in a minute. But I was sweating so profusely that my sheets were sticking. They were sopping. They were sopping wet. They were sticking to me. It was so gross. That sounds miserable. It was miserable and smelly. It didn't smell good either. <laughs> so I I didn't experience night sweats, um, but we have gotten messages from mamas postpartum who are like, why am I so stinky? No deodorant is touching my body odor. You had some great advice. Yeah, and I wish I remembered all of it. But um, for sure, it's totally normal. Like hormones are up and down and all of that. Hormones play a huge role in how we smell anyway. So mm-hmm. that's a big part of it. The more sugary foods that we eat, the more we tend to sweat out those things and they don't smell so hot. Breastfeeding as well, which we'll get into in a minute. But if you are nursing and you're not showering after every time you nurse, which is unlikely and unrealistic, um, then it's likely you've got some of that on you as well. There's many reasons to not smell so hot after having a baby. But rest assured, it goes away. Your body's going to regulate. There are certainly things you can do to help um, encourage a faster regulation of hormones. Um, I I love essential oils. You guys know that, but they can be great for balancing the body. So just keep in mind that the sweats and the stinks, they, they get better. <laughs> they do. And along with that, you know, postpartum in general, however you were supposed to be eating when you're pregnant, you should really be taking care of your body postpartum as well. So that includes healthy foods, lots of water, um, kind of trying to stay away from the things like the sugary substances, caffeine, all of those can increase body odor. And I know we joke about, you know, oh, it's been a few days since I showered you guys. I'm guilty of that. And sometimes I still am if I'm, if I'm being honest with myself. (laughs) However, you know, keep in mind that good hygiene. I feel like we're having the fifth grade, the talk class, you know, where they talk about caring for your new moms need to be talked into this. Like, yes, there is a way to care for your body. You need to take a shower. Sometimes you guys, if you're sitting here and you have a newborn baby, you're going, I don't know when I'm so tired. I would occasionally put my little newborn in a bouncy seat right in front of the shower where I could see them. And I would hop in there. Just if you make it a priority, it'll be a priority. It'll happen. It'll happen. Now, one of the other Bs we mentioned, so we've (laughs) talked about blood. We've talked about bodily fluids. Y'all, we have a lot to talk about when it comes to your ladies, your twins, your (laughs) boobs. So the first thing I wanted to mention is one of the questions you'll be asked all the time, and it's almost kind of, I think it's just people don't know what else to ask. I'm guilty of About it. a baby. How's your baby sleeping at night, right? Nod your head if you've gotten this question before. And again, I think it's just their way of wanting to know how are you doing, but they don't want to ask that. So they ask how your baby's sleeping through the night. And, you know... It's always exciting when you can say, oh my gosh, he or she did a five-hour stretch last night. I felt, you know, that's so great. And they're going, yeah, that's wonderful. But what you might forget is that if your baby was up nursing every two hours and suddenly they do a five-hour stretch, that baby may be cozy and comfy and you think everybody's great. But I promise you, you are uncomfortable because... (laughs) Your breasts are so used to feeding a baby every two hours that they keep filling up and filling up and filling up. And sometimes those, those last couple hours are agony. <laughs> your, your breasts are so 
filled up with milk. They are rock hard. They're painful and they probably are leaking all over the place. So once again, you're waking up wet. And so yeah, those, uh, those baby did a really long stretch last night. Great, kind of, except for <laughs> you're probably really uncomfortable. And if you're like me, like I am a stomach sleeper. I cannot wait to get back to my stomach. Mm-hmm. It is my least favorite part of pregnancy that I cannot lay on my stomach. And when your boobs hurt like that, you're not laying on those either. (laughs) No, no way. Hope you like sleeping on your side. Yeah. Okay. So one of my favorite parts. Okay. So I had a cesarean birth with my first baby, but I came back with big, beautiful breasts. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I am tiny. I had these little tiny A cups that only one fit into. And when I left that hospital, I was filling out of my C cup bra. Wow. Yes, it was very exciting, very fancy. My husband and I joked that it looked like I went to the hospital and had a boob job, not a baby. It was a happy day, okay? (laughs) But I nursed that baby every day for quite a while, and yet they still started to go away. And I have to tell you, by like month three or four, I was like, wait, no, wait, no. (laughs) Where are you going? Don't leave me. Look at everything I'm doing. And first of all, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm losing my breast milk because nobody talked to me about that, that... Your boobs can be deflated or like not even there and you still have tons of breast milk. But so I thought I was losing my breast milk, but then I was just like, come on, like still recovering here. I'm still nursing. Like I should get that. I should get that. You should keep the C cups the whole time you're nursing a baby. Um, And here's some other things that you might not know, especially if you haven't breastfed a baby before. Your your breasts will probably never quite be the same. I I hope you understand (laughs) that. I remember one time we were... um, out together as a family. And I can't remember if we were in swimsuits or workout gear, but the same, <laughs> the same younger sister, I love you if you're listening. Um, she asked really point blank. She's like, like, what is wrong with my chest? Yours and mom's nipples just like stick out, you know, really out there. And my mom and I both just laughed. We're like, you'll, it's just from nursing a baby. So your, your nipples, um, they never quite go back to the way they were. They're always going to be a little bit bigger, a little more prominent. You'll you'll be able to tell when you're cold a little bit more easily. (laughs) As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before, the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. You guys Uh, should have been on with us for the like write up of this information. We We were were like, do you describe them as pepperonis, sand dollars, or pancakes? Like at which point are they too big? Okay, now you're talking about the the size of the areola. Okay, they get bigger, they get brown, in case nobody told you, they get super dark. And then, yeah, your nipple can get I remember the size of a tater being pregnant with my first and going online and looking up some videos on how to breastfeed. And I, I even, I was like, 
oh my gosh, these women, their their areola is like the size of dinner plates. What right. is going on? Like, am I just, have I just been blessed with really, you know, nice sized areola? The point is um, when you're about to have a baby, they, they do, they get bigger, they get darker. I, I have to tell you, they don't stay this way permanently. They go, they go, they back. go pinker again. They go pinker again. They get smaller again. But I almost feel like it's like those newborn, ba- nature has made it so that your newborn baby has a landing pad. They can't miss. They can't miss. They know <laughs> right where to go. <laughs> okay. On top of that, they face different directions. When you're done feeding? When, I'm, I mean, what are you getting at there? Okay. So what you're saying is that before breastfeeding a baby, are you trying to imply that your nipples both yeah, face okay, the same so direction? I, I was joking with Courtney before we started recording, like, like if you could like blow up a balloon, which is how I felt after having my first baby and I just started breastfeeding and your milk comes in and you're like, yes, these are bomb. Okay. And then you imagine like you pretend that it was filled with pudding. Maybe they're like blow up a balloon filled with this like jiggly, beautiful pudding. And then you pop that balloon and like they kind of start falling and the pudding is still in there a little. And so they're getting heavier and now they're aiming closer towards your belly button and they're one's higher than the other. And the left one's looking out left and the right one's looking at your stomach and you're just like, what is this? What's happening? Why Why are you looking at the right, shorty? Yeah. Pick it up. I say that. I say that all the time to this guy. I'm like, hey, come on. Look up. There's a... There's you ever a, do that? Like you're at the pool and you're like, just I'm just going to adjust this just one. Pull, I just want them, them facing up. both the same direction. I... Okay, Do you not have with problem? I don't have this problem. Okay. However, I was shopping for a bra online. There's this company that I really like, and this is not a sponsored ad by any means. That they don't know I exist, but they're <laughs> called Third Love, and I love I love taking their bra fitting uh, quiz and questionnaire online because they're like they've got all these different drawings and they've got nicknames to go with them. And I think what you're describing is what they have labeled as East West. They've <laughs> <laughs> got it. I have a a south hold on. It's like a never eat sake. It's a southwest <laughs> oh and, and a actually that one kind of sticks it's straight. A I don't know what that one would be. Just like in the right spot. So what you're saying is you're a walking compass? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. Hmm. So some other things you might not be aware of, and you're going to be like, what? Come on. So there's a bunch of different conditions that you can get when you're breastfeeding a baby, one of which that I was all too familiar. Three of my four kids had this, and that's something called thrush, which is a yeast infection inside baby's mouth and all over your nipple. And it, if you've ever had a yeast infection before, they don't feel great. Um, so you're both a little bit miserable. And a lot of times this happens if you've been on antibiotics during birth and um, that good and bad gut flora gets completely wiped out. And if you're not careful and you're eating a lot of refined sugars and flours like I normally do after I have a baby, mm-hmm. um, then you're feeding yeast and candida in your body and, and you're more prone to develop thrush. So we've talked on our Instagram account um, at my essential birth about what you can do for thrush but just you know try to eat foods that are naturally rich in probiotics we're talking anything that has a little bit of sludge at the bottom Um, sauerkraut kombucha um, water kefir milk kefir sourdough bread things like that you can take a really great probiotic there's some essential oils you can use that are great for that 
Um, there's also some stuff. I'll link to it below. I'm not even going to say the name because I'm going to slaughter it, but mm-hmm. I'll link to it. That really helped to knock that out. But there's other things too. Um, you, well, I know you can use coconut oil, right? Mm-hmm. Coconut oil is kind of, it has some of those antiviral, mm-hmm. all that kind of properties. Antifungal. And so, yeah. yeah. So you can stick that on there and that's good. I mean, healthy for baby to have in the mouth and healthy for mom to have at her nipple. That can help with cracked nipples and all kinds of stuff. That but wait, the fun doesn't stop there. What else can happen to your ladies' mass titties? Excuse me, <laughs> go wash your mouth out. Mastitis. Okay. That it's my husband's loving name for it, okay? Um mastitis is no fun. It gives you like you you'll have like a warm spot, it'll be red, um, tender to the touch. You might have like a kind of that reddish rash there, and then you'll feel like you've got the flu. So you'll have the like chills, the like creepy crawly skin, the fever, you won't want to get out of bed. Um, generally speaking, what your doctor will tell you to do, what providers will tell you to do is to come in and grab an antibiotic. Obviously, we're going to recommend that if you're having an issue and whatever, but I will tell you that myself, I have been able to get rid of it every single time without the use of antibiotics. So that's not your only option. Um, I like to use clove, um, garlic clove. So I will like chop up a clove of garlic, garlic and I'll put it in like a teaspoon of honey, just like raw honey and choke it down. I'll take about a thousand milligrams of vitamin C, um, several times a day, you know, six to 10 times a day. Um, and then I'll just sip on, I do like a honey tea with apple cider vinegar and just that alone has been extremely successful in getting rid of that or keeping it away to begin with. And then there were other things that we were talking about clogged milk ducts. You can get, um, cracked, sometimes bleeding nipples. We're not going to necessarily go into solutions for all of those. That's probably another podcast episode, but just be aware that there, there's a lot that goes on with your boobs postpartum that people don't tell you about. Let's just put it this way. I, pre-kids, used to think, uh, you know, women who get work done, I don't know, man, I don't see what the big deal is and just, you know, age gracefully and all these kinds of things, right? I, now having nursed four babies successfully, <laughs> I will say I still don't know that that having work done plastic surgery is going to be something for me. However, I totally get it. I understand if women want to have a breast lift after. I, I would understand why they do it. I'm, I'm filled with a lot more grace and appreciation for those I'll things I'll show now. you my before and after when I get it done. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. She'll be signing up next. Don't worry. They're going to be amazing. I keep telling myself (laughs) that. (laughs) Once we are sure we are done having kids, if we have money for that, these poor east, west, south, wherever they're going, they're going right where they're supposed to. They're going to look beautiful. More power to you, mama. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. So on to our last topic and the absolutely favorite topic of every mother, whether you're not, you know it's coming, the dreaded first poo. Oh, (laughs) man, this is so rough. Okay, so like, first of all, why don't people warn you? I don't know. We're warning you. We have warned you. That first poo that you have, it's like you're, you know, everything down there is totally gun shy. Like they're a little, they've got some PTSD going on. And the last thing, you know, you just pushed out your bowling ball of a baby and the thought of pushing out a turd. Just, it seems like too much to handle. So we've got some tips and advice for you to make that first poo just a little bit smoother. Yeah, in fact, okay, when I pushed out my placenta after I pushed out my baby, 
So I had just had my baby, that like hard-headed baby came through there and I was going to push my placenta out and I was like, oh my gosh, like, no, no. And it's this like squishy little thing that just kind of plops right out. So in other words, things are tender, okay? Right. And when I did, when, it, the, when the placenta came out, just, just so I'm not scaring anybody, it was totally fine. But there yeah. is that fear of like everything is raw, everything is just like pushed outward very much so. And if so. you hang on to that fear and you don't get some help with um, softening things up, what can happen is, and this happens with little kids too, right. I'm afraid to go poo, so I hold on to it, hold on to it, it gets... Uh, harder and more impacted and then it is probably going to hurt when it right. comes out. Well, and then you have to do other things that you don't want to yeah. do to get out of there. You don't want to so. do that. Yeah. So what can they do to make that first poo a little easier? Okay, number one is obviously your nutrition. You need to be making sure that you're getting tons and tons of water. That helps move things. Eat your prunes. Eat that apple sash. Drink your fiber apple rich, juice. Fiber-rich yeah. things. Um, you can add like the Fiber Plus or whatever, Fiber Bars, whatever that looks psyllium like for husk. you. Psyllium husk. Yeah, psyllium mm-hmm. husk is a good one. Um, protein shakes, all of that. So that would be the number one. But I think our main thing is if something's not working, take the freaking laxative. Just get it. Just take it. They have a stool softener that they can give you, and it always seemed worth it to me. There's all kinds of natural things. Um, I get it. I'm a hippie granola mama too, so you can look into natural things that work like a stool softener, but there is no shame in that prescription game for that stool softener. Oh, you know another one though is the squatty potty. Okay. Yes. And if you don't have a squatty potty, that's fine. But putting your legs up and towards you in a squatted position in any way, you don't need to be squatted on the toilet. Even getting them a little higher in a more squatted position will help. Can we link to that um, squatty potty unicorn commercial yes. where it illustrates yes, why that's important? Yes. I think that's so funny. Okay. Can we talk about the squirt bottle? I'll, I'll let you lead with that. So your provider will send you home from wherever it is that you gave birth with something called a peri bottle. And it looks like just a little plastic bottle with a nozzle on top that has some holes at the top for spraying. But what we realize is that not a lot of mamas actually know the proper way that this is intended to be used. So I am one of them. <laughs> tell us about it. So I didn't know what it was used for. And okay, the way that it was used with me after I had my first baby, so we're covering from my cesarean birth, and they were trying to get me to go to the bathroom. They were just trying to help me pee. So they'd put warm water in it, and they sprayed it on my private area so that it could encourage me to pee. So I thought that's what it was for. Mm-hmm. Nobody told me past that point. So when I peed or pooped afterwards, I would use toilet paper to wipe, and I had very soft toilet paper, and it felt like sandpaper. It was the worst. Even if you're pat, pat, patting, oh, it's goodness. so sensitive. So sensitive. So that it's a personal bidet. Okay. Bidet. Bidet. I know what you meant. Whatever. It's it's so that you can rinse yourself when you are done. So smart. Yep. But all three babies, and I didn't know that. So lucky you. You get to know. <laughs> Things you didn't know. <laughs> So that kind of wraps up our tour of things that you might not know, postpartum <laughs> edition. <welcome. laughs> but we want to hear from you. What are some things that you were like, nobody told me, fill in the blank. So can you do us a favor? Um, come find us on Instagram. We're at My Essential Birth and send us a DM. Let us know what didn't you know about the postpartum period that you wish somebody would have warned you about. Yes, we're going to keep it totally confidential, so don't worry about any of that. But we want to put together the most awesome, hilarious, amazing list that we can share with all the mamas. 
Hey friend, we have something special just for you. We are so excited to offer a free live birth training. That's right. We will both be there and we want to see you there too. So head to myessentialbirth.com slash register and we'll see you in the training. All right, mamas, we will be back with more tips and advice soon. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe so that you get notifications first about new episodes. And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for more information on the birth course and to join our online community serving pregnant mamas just like you.